Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. After 25 years of leadership, Montana High School Association Executive Director Mark Beckman announced his retirement during a meeting in Helena on Monday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanas. Beckman, a Butte native, will retire to his hometown of the Mining City, effective on June 30th of 2022. Beckman was the Assistant Director for the MHSA for seven years and spent the last 18 years as the Executive Director. In 1997, Beckman became the MHSA Assistant Director. He had been the Activities Director at Anaconda High prior. Beckman succeeded Jim Howe who was retiring as executive director back in 2004. Before joining the MHSA, Beckman was a high school teacher, coach, and activities director. Beckman was a boys and girls junior high and high school basketball coach with stops at Butte Central and Anaconda. Overall, Beckman has spent 35 years in education. In other prep sports news, with the addition of high school baseball next spring, the MHSA has received 12 confirmations from schools that they will play, but none from Class AA teams so far. Eight Class A schools and four Class B schools have adopted baseball. In Big Sky Conference men's basketball news, former Grizz forward Kyle Owens has found a new home. The junior from Los Angeles announced earlier this week that he will be transferring to UC Riverside. Owens was the Grizz team MVP as a sophomore before seeing his playing time fall to less than 12 minutes per game this past season. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
I'm constantly using this show as a way to share all of my musical interests and musings with you all, but also to sort of explore the origin points for a lot of them. And I have a pretty distinct idea of why I started liking each specific genre of music and then the people I like in each genre of music. I have a pretty good story and or like idea of where that came from. The one I was thinking about today, though, as you've noticed, we're playing, besides that hilarious Ice Band song by Paul Wall, playing a bunch of metal here today, a little Metallica for you here on a Wednesday. And uh, I was really trying to have a, I was having a hard time putting my finger on why I became so into hard rock and heavy metal. And my determining, my determinant, my my uh, realization was that I've always been a, obsessed with the concept of mental asylums, particularly in the late 1800s and early 1900s. And this song, Sanitarium, is about that. And I've also been fascinated by just the, the pull and the dichotomy between good and evil, and God and the devil, or the, the symbolisms of good and evil, whatever one's you choose to believe in. It's real energy. It's real in this world. And uh, heavy metal, hard rock probably explains it and explores it better than anything. New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television. Missed anything in the show so far. Fun show so far. We hear from Tim Houck, Grizz football legend. Part of our Montana Football Hall of Fame series. We also had our Montana State Minute with some Cat Grizz track results and a debate. And we gave you some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill and give you a little history lesson about George Gervin, the Iceman, who will be here in western Montana on April 29th. Earlier today, good friend, swung by the studio. This is the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Crazy to think that uh, with the foot-plus of snow around the state of Montana in certain cities and... uh, drizzling of snow here in Missoula that spring sports are in full force and lacrosse specifically at the University of Montana is winding down pretty wild to think about right now but uh, the the last home weekend of the year for the Grizz lacrosse team at least in the regular season is on the horizon Tucker Sargent in studio with us it is and uh it's this is this is the time of year where you're thinking like all right man we've been through the 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 cold the gross the the tough stuff and you know start to feel good getting ready for playoffs and you know it's warmer and guys are feeling good you're you're looking optimistic towards the end of the season but uh practice last night was one of the colder ones i can remember with the wind whipping through there but it uh it's been it's been a strong season for the grizz just got back from a trip to north dakota where uh you know again I understand why there's no one in North Dakota. It is, <laughs> it is a brutal, brutal place to play, but it was a good place to meet some quality teams from the uh, the eastern side of the, the the Dakotas of Minnesota and get some, a couple of good wins there and uh, played in about 40 degrees consistent wind, um, but happy to be back in Missoula for our final two home games and regular season games of the season. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Tucker Sargent in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. We're going to get to this weekend, but I want to go through sort of the season because you've come in, you came in and previewed the season, and then you came in and gave us sort of a mid-season update. But I want to kind of go through what we've seen, especially this last uh, little while, because you guys have been on some uh, some pretty crazy road trips. So I think the last time you were in, we were previewing uh, when you guys were in Missoula hosting Idaho and Washington State and College of Idaho. But then you guys went on a trip that included a stop in Flagstaff in San Diego. You guys have also been on a bus to Bozeman, and you've also been on a bus to North Dakota. So uh, just take us through it. Yeah, it's been... Uh, it's First been- of all, how the hell do you get from North- from Flagstaff to San Diego? Not in any, any way easy, right? 
Uh, I would say it's the most geologically and geographically interesting road trip I have ever been on in my life. It's uh, This guy needs to write a book about just the time on the bus. It is truly, truly amazing. I think that's one of the fantastic things about the fact that we do take a bus everywhere versus flying is you you gain such an appreciation for this country and what it holds. Sure. It is un, there's so much stuff that you, you know when you're traveling often like it's all about the destination. We just got to get there, do the thing, get out, and you miss all the in between stuff. And I think that's one of the really cool and unique things about our program is just that that in between time and what you see and really just within our own country. I think people you know not necessarily don't have a an appreciation for it, but Jay may just miss it or not even be aware of it. But sure. I, I could tell you, like, I mean, we took the team to the Grand Canyon, driving over. Is that the first time you've been to the Grand Canyon? Yes. How crazy is the Grand Canyon? Now, all I could think of is being a settler and, like, going across <laughs> in a wagon and just being like, damn, this <laughs> totally. is a bit of a problem. Right. <laughs> like, it is as... Like, photos don't do it any justice whatsoever. It, the, the word grand is so apropos for what it is. If you live in the Western United States, this should be a requirement that you go see. It should be. Grand and, you know, it, it, there's... It, it is as mind-blowing and majestic as you could possibly It really, imagine. really is just is truly incredible. How, how how profound it is. It's crazy. Um, so being able to do that, and then, I mean, beyond that, you know, we drove over... I think it's the... the, the I forget the name of the dam, the one right at the base of Lake Powell there. Um... But, I mean, it's a two-lane bridge you drive over. We're driving on these state routes. And 1,500 sheer foot cliffs, vertical cliffs going down. And, you know, the bridge probably only spans like a quarter mile. It's not terribly long. But, I, I mean, just what what this country has within itself is just natural wonders to be seen is incredible. And then, I mean, going from northern Arizona to San Diego, you go through about every... I mean, we started off in an absolute blizzard snowstorm in Flagstaff, Arizona. We dropped down through the desert. You see the giant... What are the? Saguaro cactuses? Saguaros, yeah. yeah. And then we drove, you know, we drove right along the Mexican border. You could see the wall that's been built. Um, There's miles upon miles of sand dunes that look like the Sahara. And then we got to an area that I swear looks like nothing could have done it other than alien construction. I mean, mountains of just like giant boulders. It looked looked like a gravel pile by a factor of 500,000. You know, it's just so cool traveling with the team and most of the time the kids are plugged in or have their headphones on. And, you know, for eight hours from Flagstaff to San Diego, the the guy's eyes were just glued to the windows, just looking out and just all the different things you could see. So, I mean, that right there is one of the really special, unique things about, you know, playing lacrosse at the University of Montana is just getting that, you know, it's a really cool road trip. For sure. You know, the whole season is just a spectacular road trip. The fact that you ride on the bus so much, do you feel like you build up bus endurance? Oh, w- without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, it is such an incredible test of patience, too. Um, I mean, good and bad. But, you know, growing up on the in the Northeast and uh, playing sports there through high school and even my first year of college where, like, you know, youth sports, the furthest we would ever drive was an hour and a half. Right. And I remember getting on the bus then. Kids had pillows. They're like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to stop for food? <laughs> you know, just right. ridiculous. Thinking right, like, right. you know, that was the longest thing. I remember my first trip here uh, as a player. They were saying, you know, we were going to Eugene, Oregon. It was going to be about 11 hours. And my mind, I remember being, you know, I was 20 or 21. My mind was blown that, like, anyone 
would get in a vehicle for 11 straight hours. Uh, (laughs) And then I continued (laughs) to do that for the next 15 years. Right. (laughs) Um, And bus endurance is something, you know, now, you know, we we go to Dickinson and you're like, ah, that's a 10 hour drive. And guys like, "Eh, no sweat. We'll crank that out. 700 (laughs) miles. No problem. Oh my God. And then, uh, you know, and then you, you inevitably run into every time you think it's going to be 10 add two because, you know, coming back from Dickinson, the bus hit uh, Homestake Pass right before Butte there and a massive snowstorm rolled through. So we were shut down for about two hours at, a, you know, eight o'clock from eight to 10 at night, just sitting there waiting for the road crews to come clear the road so that we could continue on home. Uh, coming back, this is a great one, coming back from... Uh, San Diego, right on the California-Nevada border somewhere. They were doing uh, road construction um, just just outside of Las Vegas, and the AC in the bus had stopped working. It's actually getting fixed right now. New, new, <laughs> new, new AC compressors it's getting good, put in right now. But timing when it's zero degrees. Right yeah, now. well, it was about 100 degrees there, and then, you know, we could travel with the hatches open on the bus and get some airflow. It wasn't that bad, but when we were stagnant for two hours in standstill traffic in the the California, Nevada desert. It was about 120 degrees. And that right there, you want to talk about endurance and patience. I mean, I couldn't be prouder of the fact that our team held it together. No one killed anyone (laughs) because it was certainly on everyone's mind just melting back there. I don't think there was a shirt on in the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. But, you know, a lot of that... Those things right there, I think, are kind of one of the unique things, too, that really helped. You know, you can't coach that. You can't build that. That's something that you kind of have to suffer and survive with together that you look back on as, man, at the time it sucks. But for how ridiculous the situations are and that you got through it with a group of guys that no one else can really understand. I mean, that's the unique thing right there about a team sport, you know, or particularly ours, where that level of bonding and shared experience is is something you can't recreate. Tucker Sargent in studio. It's the ESPN Roundtable here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Also go check out the awesome new ESPN Montana app. Just type in ESPN MT. Stream this show every day. You can also stream Grizzly Cross. Grizzly Cross games look great. Jeff Saffer, the voice of now Grizzly Cross, as well as the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads and Grizz Hockey. He's got a lot of hats, but you can tell he's learning the sport. He's really coming into his own as a play-by-play guy. So check out these guys' action this upcoming weekend, either on the app, live at Washington Grizzly Stadium, or here on ESPN Radio. Let's talk about the actual lacrosse, because coming out of the last time we had you in, you guys had a couple good wins over Idaho, Washington State, and a tough one against College of Idaho, which is kind of a perennial power. And you were sitting there... Uh, just hovered kind of right around 500, but you guys have won five out of seven since then. You've had some big wins within that stretch, including winning at the University of San Diego, and this last weekend, a couple big wins against some of the North Dakota schools, including North Dakota State, who's always been very strong, and he had the really close match with perennial power Montana State, the rival as well, so from a lacrosse standpoint, what's been going well for you guys? Well, I think I look back to that uh, College of Idaho game, and I think that was really the turning point in the season for us. I do don't you look think for those. Do you look for turning points in the season as a coach? Because as an analyst, I always do like these moments that can be a make or break moment for a team. Right? I don't think you look for it in the future, but looking like look, in, in retrospectively, retrospectively, yeah, right, retrospectively, yeah. you kind of look and see, you know, what what changed. And I think the College of Idaho one was a big one for us because that was one where going into it, you know, they're a very strong program. I thought we they had. Always been very good. Very good. Yeah. I mean, they they they're they're a full varsity program. Right. They they're all you know every kid on that team is scholarshiped. Um, so they bring in some quality players. Not that we you know I think we have the same guys to match. We do a very good job of recruiting here at Montana. And that was one that I was thinking like, man, we, we this is one I think we have a good matchup here. You know, we could we could 
match them and get a big, a real big win for us. And it turned out to be the complete opposite. There were some things happening kind of leading up to it that I didn't really recognize until that game happened. You know, just some internal turmoil within the team that didn't seem as big of a deal, but kind of reared its, it all just sort of reared its head at once. And that was, I would argue, the worst game we've played the entire season. Um, and, you know, a number of players really who can play much better didn't show up. Um, you know, we called out our goalie for one, um, and it's always difficult to point it at someone, but there was a number of guys who I think um, just needed that. You know, we had a very tough team meeting, and we were very realistic and, and tough on the team and the players after that. And, it, you know, it's one of those things you hate to do it, but sometimes it needs to be done. And the way that they responded from that, you know, I, I got to give our goalie, Hunter Heaston, all the credit in the world because we really challenged him. We, we, the following game, we gave the game to our backup goalie saying, you know, hey, you weren't cutting it for this, but, you know, we still think you're our guy, but you got to prove it now. You got, yeah. you've you got to yeah. come back and earn it. And he's, he's spent the last few games doing that. And, I would say in the last four games is the best lacrosse I've seen him play over his three years here. So, you know, how they bounce back from that, you know, it sucks to take a loss like that where you get embarrassed in right. your own home field. And that's how I felt walking off of after that game. But, you know, the team responded. We've had much tighter practices, uh, 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 you know, guys realizing that, you know, you, you've got to put in the work every day at practice. You can't just, you know, turn it on and off when you want to. And so I think we've seen that play out in the field um, with, you know, the five and seven record after that. You know, you go to the Montana State game. I think that was another one where we sort of faltered a little bit where uh, Montana State ended up, g- f- they, I think they were, it, they were up five to nothing <clears throat> at the half. We go into halftime, you know, I guess them the best rah-rah speech I can because you know it's I believe in these guys and they got to believe in each other to come and do this Montana State gets the first goal coming out of the second half and you know you're thinking you know oh gosh I hope this isn't another one of those days where everyone's just off but to their credit they fought the entire time they never gave up they came back and tied the game late at the end Montana and then Montana State stole one you know got got one right at the end to put them over the top um, but again you know very very exciting to see guys when they're down crawl back make it a game because you could have just rolled over and, and just you know packed up and gone home there and they never quit and uh, you know since then you know things are coming into place and I think we're playing our best lacrosse at the end of the season and ultimately that's all that matters it's I mean we're, matters, we're, right? we're in a situation now it's where a t- it's a tournament right the it's tournament a tournament so we've got the you know we've got final two home games and if we can take care of business here with a num- number one seed from the north part of our division going into conference playoffs um, which then you just got to win the games if you win your conference playoff you get an automatic qualifier to nationals fortunately with the strength of our schedule and the games we've played and won um, we're also sitting in a position where even if we don't get the automatic qualifier for uh, winning our conference there's still a, a very good chance that we get a uh, an invitation to the 16-team national tournament anyway. You know, you'd like to win your conference and just put it all to bed there. But even if we don't get the AQ and we get an at-large bid, because of our record and the teams we played and beat, uh, there, it's a, there's a good chance that not only do we get an at-large, but probably a pretty decent seed too. Very similar to the NCAA tournament. Totally. You know, when you're in a, in a more stacked conference... Multiple mo- bid leagues. Multiple bid leagues, yeah, yeah. and that's what that's what we're sitting in right now. I think we're only a two-bid league at the moment, but, you know, there's nine AQs and seven at-larges, so happy to take either one of those to head down to San Antonio or uh, Austin, Austin right? Texas, yeah. yeah. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. It's the ESPN Roundtable. Mission Montana State, we got to pause there just for a moment because this was sort of a crazy thing that happened over the weekend. I know it's the rival, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, nobody wants this to happen. It's life on the bus for all the lacrosse teams out west, and Montana State's bus... 
over the weekend exploded. It burst into flames. Thank goodness no one was hurt. They are doing a GoFundMe to raise money to get a bus to make sure that they can play in these tournaments and and, uh, potentially go to nationals. Looks like they've already surpassed their goal. So, I mean, I guess if you want to go help them out, you certainly can. The money will be used for good things. The thing that made me sort of cringe at this more, uh, first of all, everybody is okay. Everyone's okay, yeah. That's the most important part. But the players, you got to remember, these guys are college kids, right? All their backpacks and their notes and their laptops burned up. That's what I would be freaking out about because, like, finals is coming. I'm like Mr. Note Taker in class. If I didn't have all my notes, I would have been just all the way up a creek. Yeah, it's it was definitely tough to see, and it was interesting. I we had a front row seat for that, not because we were there, but the the guy who actually manages the Montana State buses mm. uh, was driving our bus on that trip. So um, there's a manager for the buses. Wow, yeah, well, the Montana it's like the bus company or something. Yeah, uh, Montana State actually has its own. They they have. Uh, the lacrosse program operates three separate buses. Mm, interesting. Um, and so they have their own, sort of like we, but we only have one. We have our one bus. They, they have a, a multitude of them and they use them for different things. And so there's a guy who just sort of managed to make sure, you know, that they're scheduled, the drivers are there, all of that. And so when that happened, we got a text right away. And uh, it started out as a very small little burn in the back of the engine, which they smelled and were able to pull over for. So... The, the picture you see online is very dramatic, and it certainly was a scary and dramatic thing, but they were well removed from that prior to what right. you see now, right, the bus right, right. fully engulfed in flames. Like totally. there was, a, there was a bit of a time. So I mean, there, I, I've got stages of photos on my phone where you can see kind of it's it brewing, growing it's and it's brewing right. and going, and then yeah. it really erupts into what you see online. So fortunately, there was enough lead time for everyone to get out because that was my first thought. It's like, oh my gosh, is this like a program editor? I mean, you oh, hear about right. these things from you know, you know, the, you go to the humble Bronco, the junior hockey team, and totally, um, you know, just stuff like that. It's just terrible, but fortunately. Every kid was okay. Um, the timing of which right before nationals and uh, and finals is certainly difficult. But, um, you know, fortunately for them, the bus was insured and they got a good GoFundMe. The whole lacrosse community has poured out to support them. Yeah. So, you know, from a financial standpoint, this may be the best thing that's ever happened. To for, for, <laughs> for sure. I mean, when it, it all comes full circle. For you sure. know, but I mean, there, there's a stage there. And I was talking to the bus driver, Gary, and I'm like, man, what can we do? How, how can we help? And he goes, no, no, it's okay. Like, we've we've it's insured. Worked, you know, there's a process, but it takes time. So, sure. like, you know, to get that money to recoup all that stuff can sometimes be a very long time. Oh, so, in sure. the interim, I mean, that's why the GoFundMe's out there is that like they need help now, and which which they've gotten. So they're they're going to be okay. And he's actually got a line. As soon as I was talking, he's like, I already got a buddy in Georgia. We got a new bus on the line to roll as soon as we can pay for it. So. You know, hopefully that this this works out and uh, everything's okay because Montana State, though they're our rival, I mean, I donated to it. A lot of our families have a couple bucks too. And uh, you know, I think it's something that you know. Yes, we're competitors, but you never want to see that, and and you want to see them succeed. And you know, it's it's hard to say as the coach because in tough games, you know, sometimes you absolutely hate them, but you know, truthfully, you know, we. Montana, Montana State benefit each other a lot for sure um, in lacrosse, and because we've because of our strong rivalry, it has driven both teams to become a lot better. Like the fact that in our league, two of the perennial powers are in Montana with some of the lowest number high school sports is really incredible, and I think that has to do with the rivalry, just pushing each other or trying to bring in kids from out of state to make it more competitive, and then also coaching up the in-state kids. And you know, there's always a rivalry there about who's got more in-state kids playing. It's hard to say on the airways, but, you know, when we're 
when we're not playing each other and if they're having success, you know, there's, you know, there's been years where they're at nationals and you want to see them do well because sure. it makes it just, it, it, the rising tide floats all ships. Yep. And, uh, you know, I know, I know those kids, a lot of them I recruited. I mean, when kids look at Montana, they're looking at Montana totally. state. Yeah, so like, out. you know, a lot of these kids for a number of years and it's, it's cool to see them have the success that they do. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, great place to watch the NBA playoffs. They got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. NBA playoffs about to be in full force. You can go catch any of the meals and maybe catch a game. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Let's talk about this last weekend then, Tucker. Tucker Sargent, Grizzly Cross coach here in studio with us. Central Washington, Western Washington. A couple, couple conference opponents coming to town. Friday night, 730, Washington Grizzly Stadium against Central. And then Saturday at high noon, also at Washington Grizz. So first of all, uh, praying for no snow, I'm sure, because uh, you guys probably got to do your own shoveling, huh? Yeah, you know, the university is <laughs> actually pretty good about the keeping the field clear. Chuck they, has got it online, he, for he's, sure. He's, he's got it down, so I'm usually not too worried about that. But, you know, it's two, it's two must-win games. I think yeah. we absolutely should and can win both of them, but you got to play them on the field. And, you know, it's a short turnaround between, you know, seven, we'll be done at 930 at night, got to right. get the kids to bed, and then they're back on the field field for a bounce back game and you know but it's you, such a short turnaround does you does it actually like delay the fatigue i would think so i mean there's a lot of adrenaline that guys right, yeah you, you, you don't, don't I mean, have really a chance to get sore you kind of just like go to bed get up warm up and you're back playing right yeah and we saw that when we played uh north dakota state in st john's last week and we had a 4 30 game and then a 9 a.m game and uh you know i thought that you could see a little bit of fatigue from that but it was most it was mostly adrenaline that they're pushing through right there where you just you know you it's like taking a nap and going back to work just we you know it's just a power nap before your next big task so, yeah, hopefully we can close it out with two good wins in front of a good crowd. Uh, the, you know, the weather looks like is going to be tough around the state, but Missoula mostly seems to be like it's, you know, 40s and 50s and not a whole ton of precipitation. So, you know, hopefully, we're hoping that it's good and that, you know, it's a clean game. These two teams coming in, I mean, what's sort of the, the scout on them? Uh, both the Wildcats and the, what are the, what's Western Washington? I used to cover the Vikings. That, the Vikings, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the uh, so when you make the schedule, you never know how teams are going to shake out, particularly coming out post-COVID. Neither of these teams have really fielded a team in two years, so it's hard. Right. You know, being in Washington, they had a lot more restrictions, so it's hard to get a read on any of them or where they're at because you haven't seen these kids. You know, usually right. we're very familiar with conference opponents, but I don't know a thing about them other than what their records have been this you year. You guys have played a lot more games than these schools too, right? Yeah, right. well, and that's another thing. Because we were able to play through COVID, we sort of maintained our – we were able to maintain our momentum, our budget, our schedules, and all of that. Right. Um, but when they took two years off, I mean, that you, you see it across the board in sports, like financially a lot of these programs took a hit. So now that they're just kind of getting the gears turning again um, – you know, I think that the reason that there's the, you know, I think they've played like eight games versus our 16 is, you know, budgetary concerns with basically starting up anew after a two-year hiatus. So it's really hard to get a read on where they're at. Um, I think Central will probably be the easier of the two opponents, which you kind of, when I schedule these, you know, you know who's strong, who's not. Mm -hmm. And I like to play the strongest game first, put our best foot sure. out there, and you know, just so you can take the lumps if they bring them to you. 
Western is sort of the wild card. There's a mm-hmm. lot of talent coming out of the Seattle area there that for sure. that, that goes up to Western. Uh, they have a very good coach, a guy I've known for a long time, uh, Dylan Preble, and you know he's he's played at Colorado State, won a couple national championships as a player wow. and an assistant coach. Um, but he's a Bellingham guy, and so he's back there now helping out that program. So from a coaching standpoint, I I'm sure they'll be prepared. They're going to have good systems in place. And you know they've played they've played a couple of good programs, a couple of common opponents that they've come up short, but pl- played good games against. So it's one of those teams that you just you can't overlook anyone in this because sure. you know any given day that's why you play the game. So I think that's one that we're definitely you know we've got our eyes on both of them. But yeah, if I were to redo the schedule, I would have liked to play Western first. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, Montana Lacrosse hosts their final two home games of the regular season, seven thirty. Friday night, Washington Grizz, and then noon Saturday, also at Washington Grizzly Stadium. If people want to come, tell them how they come out and uh, support you guys. It's very easy. Show up to Washington <laughs> Grizzly Stadium uh, half hour before the game. The gate's open. Uh, tickets are at the gate. You know, it seats 30,000, so we're not too worried about selling out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But we've had good crowds at our past yeah, couple of home sure. games. Um, so it's been really great to see the musical community. But show up. It's $10 a ticket for general public, um, general admission seating. Then uh, stu- uh, kids 13 and under are free or students with a Grizz card also. So get free admission. So likely not the last games for Grizzly Cross because probably the, uh, well, for sure the conference tournament and probably the national tournament on the horizon. But last time to see them in Missoula, so go check them out. This has been the ESPN Roundtable. Tucker Sarge, head coach for Grizzly Cross here in studio. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. So there you go, ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers. Great place to Hang out with your friends, your family, watch some sports. They also have a sports bet Montana kiosk and a full casino. Paradise Falls, your go-to spot on the south side of Missoula. 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. What's going on with Grizz softball? How about Grizz and Bobcat men's tennis? We'll give you an update. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. After 25 years of leadership, Montana High School Association Executive Director Mark Beckman announced his retirement during a meeting in Helena on Monday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Beckman, a Butte native, will retire to his hometown of the Mining City, effective on June 30th of 2022. Beckman was the Assistant Director for the MHSA for seven years and spent the last 18 years as the Executive Director. In 1997, Beckman became the MHSA Assistant Director. He had been the Activities Director at Anaconda High prior. Beckman succeeded Jim Howard 
Haugen, who was retiring as executive director back in 2004. Before joining the MHSA, Beckman was a high school teacher, coach, and activities director. Beckman was a boys and girls junior high and high school basketball coach with stops at Butte Central and Anaconda. Overall, Beckman has spent 35 years in education. In other prep sports news, with the addition of high school baseball next spring, the MHSA has received 12 confirmations from schools that they will play, but none from Class AA teams so far. Eight Class A schools and four Class B schools have adopted baseball. In Big Sky Conference men's basketball news, former Grizz forward Kyle Owens has found a new home. The junior from Los Angeles announced earlier this week that he will be transferring to UC Riverside. Owens was the Grizz team MVP as a sophomore before seeing his playing time fall to less than 12 minutes per game this past season. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, a little hard rock Wednesday for you. Hope you have an outstanding week. Thanks for kicking in with us. Thanks for spending so much time with us. Let's take a look at some of the sports that we've uh, talked about so far this spring that are sort of into the formative parts of their season. We had Melanie Michael, the Grizz head softball coach, on the air before Montana opened up Big Sky Conference play at home against Portland State. That was in late March. That opening weekend, the Vikings swept uh, the two games Saturday, but then Montana won the third game on Sunday to get their first Big Sky Conference win. The following weekend, the Grizz piled them up in bunches. Unbelievable scoring spree against Southern Utah, basically bidding adieu to the Thunderbirds on their way out of the Big Sky Conference. The Grizz won 23-7. to in Cedar City, and then 14 to 11 in the second game that Friday, and then they won 19 to 8 the following day. So a three-game sweep that included 56 runs, 56 to 26. The Grizz <laughs> sweep Southern Utah, so that gives them their four Big Sky Conference wins. And then this past weekend. The Grizz softball team, they lost 7-6 to Idaho State and then 10-1. But then they beat the Bengals 10-1 on the Saturday game. So Montana right now in softball, they sit at 17-18 overall, 5-4 in league play. And they are on their way to Weber State this weekend. Weber State is a powerhouse. They are playing outside of their minds. They have been playing some of the, the regional teams like BYU and Utah, and they've been taking care of business against those teams. Utah, we were saying, excuse me, is the team to beat in the big sky this year. So it should be a good test for Grizz softball. Grizz softball's remaining schedule includes a home game next Tuesday against Carroll College, then a three-game set at Sac State, who's also always perennially competitive. And then the Grizz finish up their home schedule April 29th and April 30th here in Missoula against Northern Colorado. May 11th through May 14th, the Big Sky Conference Tournament for the second year in a row will be held in Ogden, Utah. In terms of some individual standouts right now for the Grizz softball team, Megan McGrath, their outstanding sophomore, was uh, the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week uh, 
two weeks ago. She's having a phenomenal year uh, so far and for the second year in a row. And uh, she's probably the, the most well-rounded and most talented player, uh, the senior from Salem, Oregon. She came on the show last year. We're uh, efforting her again this year as well. It's harder with the, when they're uh, on the road. So we'll get back around to her when she uh, can make an appearance here uh, on the show. But Megan McGrath, uh, off to a great start so far, an OPS of over 1,100 right now. Um, Cami Sellers, a fifth-year senior uh, out of Southern California, she's also ha- having a great start to her final season with the Grizz softball team. She's hitting 321 and uh, leads the Grizz softball team, tied with, in fact, Megan McGrath with 24 RBI. McGrath leads the team with 10 home runs. Sellers checking in with five bombs so far. So there's a little update for you on the Grizz soccer team. How about a couple programs that we've been touching on recently that uh, sometimes don't get as much love, but uh, certainly this year at least, deserving of such. The men's tennis programs at both Montana State and Montana have been outstanding this year. The Grizz men were the last Division I team to be undefeated before they suffered their first loss. They've also had three Big Sky Conference Players of the Week so far, and uh, they've been really good all the way out the gates. The Montana State men got off to a great start in Big Sky Conference play. They started out with team victories at Portland State over Weber State against perennial Big Sky power Northern Arizona, uh, as as well as Idaho State. But the uh, Bobcat men, they did stumble this last weekend. Last Sunday, they lost 5-2 to two in their team set match to Idaho, at Idaho. So the first conference loss of the year for the Bobcat men's tennis team, but they still sit at 5-1 and one in conference play, 15-7 and seven overall with uh, home matches each of the next two weekends. They got Sac State coming to town on Thursday, and then the following Saturday they'll play Montana in Bozeman, the regular season finale for both squads. Meanwhile, the Grizz have kept pace. So that game at the end of the year, that might be for the Big Sky Conference Championship. The Grizz lost their only Big Sky Conference match to that Northern Arizona team that lost in Bozeman two days later here in Missoula. But they bounced back with a 5-2 win over Sac State. So the men Grizz, they have also taken care of business against Portland State. They beat Eastern Washington, who the Cats did not play. The Grizz also beat Weber State. Idaho State, their one loss to Northern Arizona, and they got Sac State. Uh, this Grizz team, they play this Friday against Lewis and Clark State in Lewiston, Idaho. And then the, on Saturday, they play at that Idaho team that handed the Cats their first conference loss. And then the next time around, when the Grizz come back to the Treasure State, they will take on Montana State in Bozeman. So that Cat Grizz, Grizz Cat showdown there, that uh, second to last Saturday in April, that one could be for all the marbles in men's tennis in, in the Big Sky Conference. So that would be that'd be cool and uh, sort of unlikely and rare that the two men's tennis teams are as, as competitive as they are simultaneously here in the state of Montana. So very cool. Big Sky Championships, by the way, in Phoenix, Arizona, April 28th through April 30th. So we'll look forward to that as well. A little uh, PSA for you. We'll be down at Brett's RV and Marine broadcasting live uh, each of the next two days. So that'll be... Very fun. Uh, love Brett's for hosting us like they have so often. And also, we'll, we'll be on the road next week as well. Next Friday, we'll be in Bozeman, Montana, leading up to 
the MSU spring game for football. And then we'll also probably have some coverage of that tennis match as well. So that'll be fun to go back over there and, and cover some of that. And uh, working on something for the last Friday of April as well. So stay tuned for that. But uh, the traveling radio show continues. It's ESPN Radio coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can go check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, either here in Missoula, the corner of Stevens and Mount, or online at nwmsrocks.com. What else is going on this week? We'll let you know. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Everyone is now on ESPN Radio. Flashbacks to a great night last February, maybe two Februarys ago. What the time of the last couple years is just all messed together for me. So if I'm saying guys are the wrong classes in college, or I'm remembering something was last summer and it was actually two summers ago, it's because I have no idea. I know everybody else does doesn't either. I'm so good with dates and history and stuff like that. I got no clue between 2020 and 2021. None. It all meshed together. It, I know it melted all of our brains. Anyways, it was fun watching corn whenever the hell they were in Missoula. And uh, hopefully, you're, hopefully you're enjoying some corn here on Nuanas Now here, ESPN Radio. Thanks for kicking it with us here on your Wednesday. Missed anything in the show? Really fun show today. Tim Houck, Montana Grizz football legend, here on the show as part of our Montana Football Hall of Fame lead-up, the Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet, June 24th and 25th. In Billings, golf on the 24th and the banquet, 6 p.m. in Billings on the 25th. A bunch of great inductees, including headliners like Shan Schillinger and Blaine McElmurray, formerly of the Grizz, and Dane Fletcher, formerly of Montana State. Come join us uh, if you'd like. Tim Houck gave us some memories on that and talked about a couple of those guys, those former Grizz guys, uh, here on Nuanas now. We also had a little debate about Montana and Montana State track and what it means in the overall uh, health and prestige of the rivalry. We also had some free wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill and a little history lesson about the Iceman George Gervin. Word from Tucker Sargent, Grizz lacrosse coach as part of our ESPN roundtable and gave you an update on Grizz softball and Montana and Montana State men's tennis. All of that can be found on the Nuanez Now podcast available on all of your podcast hosting platforms and proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana as well as The Advocates. What's going down tomorrow? 
Well, we're live for Brett's RV and Marine again. It's like becoming our second home on Thursdays and Fridays, so that's very fun. Their Lake Days sales event continues. We're also going to hear from Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com. A great conversation about spring football at both Montana and Montana State. We'll also have some NBA stuff. I think Brooks is going to do a quick hitter with us tomorrow after we get through these play-in games. So keep that on the tip of your tongue right here just for a moment. And we'll also have a recruiting update for football and men's basketball for both Montana and Montana State. Signing period opened today. The late signing period did in men's basketball. The Bobcats signed a couple. The Grizz signed a couple. So we'll get you the newest recruits uh, for the two men's basketball programs. And we'll give you some update of all of the recruits that are incoming for this upcoming class for football as well and maybe what they're doing, the status of their seasons, or I guess the status of their senior years. So we'll look forward to that. Upcoming here on ESPN Radio, we got an NBA doubleheader. We'll roll right into it. We got the Charlotte Hornets at the Atlanta Hawks coming at you here in just a couple minutes. And then the San Antonio Spurs at the New Orleans Pelicans starts at 7.30. So we will have all of the games of the NBA playoffs that are available on ESPN. We'll have them all. So you can find all the NBA playoffs here. It's great coverage and some of the great play-by-play guys in the business. So if you need somewhere to follow the NBA playoffs, you can always find it right here. Last night, there was a couple play-in games. And Darius Garland looked like he was going to have the Cavs in the mix until uh, late in the game against the Nets. But Cleveland can't get it done despite 34 points from Darius Garland. He's one of the best young guys in the league, period. But the Nets, Kyle Sample said something so funny the other day when he was in here doing some NBA lead-up coverage, our, uh, our great friend of the show here on ESPN Radio. He said, how many points does Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have to average for the Nets to to continually win playoff games. I think he put the over-under about 70 and said sometimes they might need 80. Well, last night, they scored 60, so that's pretty good. 34 for Kyrie Irving, 12 of 15 from the floor, and uh, hit three three-pointers. And Brooklyn dispatches of Cleveland, 115-108 in the first of two play-in games uh, last night. And then in the other play-in game, I've been seeing on Twitter... Fans of uh, you know prominent and prestigious and big market NBA franchises dogging on the Timberwolves fans. The Timberwolves beat the LA Clippers 109-104 last night, and people in Minnesota were celebrating passionately. It's been forever since they won, and people on Twitter are dogging them, being like, the T-Wolves are acting like they won the championship. Well, they haven't been in the playoffs since Kevin Garnett played in Minnesota. That was more than a decade ago. So I totally get it. I totally get why they're doing it, and they also did it. Without their superstar, Anthony, or excuse me, not Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, he fouled out in short order. He only played 24 minutes. It was not a pretty performance whatsoever, but it didn't matter because Anthony Edwards, the former number one overall pick, he was, as advertised, 30 points and big buckets across the board. And then D'Angelo Russell, a former number two overall pick, 29 points and six assists. So he helps carry the day for the T-Wolves as well. So uh, Timberwolves in as the seventh seed, and the Nets in as the seventh seed, but the Cavs and the Clippers not out yet. So the Cavs will await the uh, loser. It's no, the winner of tonight's game, right? So the Cavs will await the winner of tonight's game between Charlotte and Atlanta, and then the Clippers await the winner of the Spurs and the Pelicans. So uh, those games 
on Friday. Those games will be on Friday. So no games tomorrow, but those games will be on Friday, the final play-in games. And we're just going to have the first one, or we're going to have both of them? We're going to have both of them. So we'll have uh, the the winner of Charlotte and Atlanta versus Cleveland right after Nuana's now on Friday. And then we'll also have the winner of San Antonio and New Orleans at Los Angeles. That'll be 8 p.m. on Friday. So a bunch of NBA Coming at you, a whole bunch of games on Saturday as well. The the slate of the non-play-in teams for Saturday includes Utah at Dallas at 11 a.m., Minnesota at Memphis at 1.30, Toronto at Philadelphia at 4, and Denver at Golden State at 6.30. So 40 games and 40 nights, baby. Some of the greatest time of the year, especially for us NBA junkies, is here. It's upon us for sure. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Thanks for listening in. I'll say it one more time. One of my favorite things that I'm a part of is the Montana Football Hall of Fame. So if you want a night to remember, you want to be a part of the biggest reunion in football in the state of Montana, consider coming over and hanging out with us. June 24th and 25th, the banquet is at the Billings Convention Center. Meet and greet starts at 5, and the program starts at 6. You're going to hear wonderful stories. You're going to see the who's who of past, present, maybe even future uh, players and coaches and people that have just been involved in the the wonderful fraternity that is Montana football. So if you have it uh, on your calendar, you have it in your heart, or you want to just have a great evening, come join us. We'd love to have you. Back at it tomorrow from Brett's RV and Marine, 4 p.m. This has been Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.